Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. On June 24, 1990, the Catholic Church discusses excommunicating politicians who disagree with the Church on abortion rights. I'm John Meacham, and this is Reflections of History. The episode began with John Cardinal O'Connor of New York. In an essay for the newspaper of the Archdiocese of New York in June 1990, the Cardinal wrote this. Where Catholics are perceived not only as treating church teaching on abortion with contempt, but helping to multiply abortions by advocating legislation supporting abortion or by making public funds available for abortion, bishops may decide that for the common good, such Catholics must be warned they are at risk of excommunication. If such actions persist, bishops may consider excommunication the only option. Now, more than 30 years later, the debate continues, with some prelates threatening to deny the Eucharist to President Biden, a devout Catholic, as well as to the devout House Speaker, Nancy Pelosi. On this date in 1990, Robin Toner of the New York Times explored the issue, and she quoted a pre-speaker, Pelosi. There is no desire to fight with the cardinals or the archbishops, Pelosi said, but it has to be clear that we are elected officials and we uphold the law and we support public positions separate and apart from our Catholic faith. The issue is a perennial one, and it touches on deep American questions of faith, freedom, and power. In the Times, Toner also quoted then-New York Governor Mario Cuomo, I think the subject having been surfaced, the subject having been discussed, the subject having been tested, the conclusion will be that excommunication ought not to be a threat, that there ought not to be this dominance by the church on political judgments, Cuomo said. The governor had given the subject much thought. In a landmark speech at Notre Dame in 1984, the New York governor, then thought to be a likely future president, explained his views of the connections between private faith and public power. He said this, I speak here as a politician and also as a Catholic, a lay person baptized and raised in the pre-Vatican II church, educated in Catholic schools, attached to the church first by birth, then by choice, now by love. An old-fashioned Catholic who sins, regrets, struggles, worries, gets confused, and most of the time feels better after confession. The Catholic Church is my spiritual home, my heart is there, and my hope. In addition to all the weaknesses, dilemmas, and temptations that impede every pilgrim's progress, the Catholic who holds political office in a pluralistic democracy, who is elected to serve Jews and Muslims, atheists and Protestants, as well as Catholics, bears special responsibility. He or she undertakes to help create conditions under which all can live with a maximum of dignity and with a reasonable degree of freedom, where everyone who chooses may hold beliefs different from specifically Catholic ones, sometimes contradictory to them, where the laws protect people's right to divorce, to use birth control, and even to choose abortion. I protect my right to be a Catholic by preserving your right to believe as a Jew, a Protestant, or non-believer, or anything else you choose. 
I accept the church's teaching on abortion. Must I insist you do, by law, by denying you Medicaid funding, by a constitutional amendment? If so, which one? Would that be the best way to avoid abortions or prevent them? Approval or rejection of legal restrictions on abortion should not be the exclusive litmus test of Catholic loyalty. We should understand that whether abortion is outlawed or not, our work has barely begun. The work of creating a society where the right to life doesn't end at the moment of birth, where an infant isn't helped into a world that doesn't care if it's fed properly, housed decently, educated adequately. So said Mario Cuomo. These are the most complicated of questions, and there are few answers. But this much is clear. People of conscience can disagree, and people of conscience understand that disagreement need not foreclose the search for the means of grace and the hope of glory. Thank you for listening to Reflections of History, a creation of Shining City Audio, a C-13 Originals and John Meacham Studio. Reflections of History is executive produced by me, John Meacham, and Chris Corcoran, Chief Content Officer and Founding Partner of Cadence 13. Production and editing led by Lloyd Lockridge and Chris Basil. Production assistance and operations by Andy Jaskowitz, Adam Macias, and Kelly Rafferty. Cadence 13 is an Odyssey company. I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.